Welcome to another episode of Tech That Doesn't Bite. I am Simon, and of course, joining me today is my co-host, Jeff Warden. Hello! How's it going, hey, buddy? Man. I'm good, man. How are you? Doing all right? Doing okay. It's Thursday. Thursday? Yeah, yes. Thursday. Yay. So, yay, we're already over hump day and all that cool stuff. And yeah, we got some fun news coming along along this uh, the today's episode. That's that's for darn sure. Yeah, man, uh, we got one comment first. <laughs> oh my god, go you, uh, Chase. That's yeah, Chase Ryder. That's what Thank I'm you. reading. Yeah. Thank, Thank you, you Chase Ryder. Night, you are like the man and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, so we're gonna get on to a lot of tech news today. That's right. Yeah, you know, of course, every time we record, there's always some newer news. <laughs> yeah. that's okay it doesn't matter if we're a little behind it's important we bring it to the people like you who probably just don't have the time to read this stuff so that's what we're here for yeah absolutely so <laughs> first thing we are going to talk about is the iphone because mm. around that time <laughs> yeah <laughs> yet another iphone my gosh yep, I'm, I'm shocked and surprised by that simon <laughs> so this article is from mac rumors is from cool uh, it's it's an article about Kuo's analysis of the next iPhone 13. And this guy has been pretty accurate about his rumors. Most of the time, whenever he released a rumor, it actually comes true. So, oh, so he's uh, psychic. So, cool. No, you just have really good inside information. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. that, that helps too. <laughs> that definitely helps. So, iPhone 13 to feature LEO satellite communications to make calls and texts without cellular coverage. The oh, iPhone 13 wow. will feature a low Earth orbit, LEO, satellite communication connectivity to allow users to make calls and send messages in areas without 4G or 5G coverage, according to reliable analyst Ming-Chi Kuo. Hmm. In a note to investors seen by Mac Rumors, Kuo explained that the iPhone 13 lineup will feature hardware that is able to connect to LEO satellites. If enabled... With the relevant software features, this could allow iPhone 13 users to make calls and send messages without the need for a 4G or 5G cellular con con connection. The iPhone 13 reportedly features a customized Qualcomm X60, X60 base chip chip baseband chip that supports satellite communications. Other smartphone brands are apparently currently waiting until 2022 to adopt the X65 baseband chip necessary to implement satellite communication functions. SpaceX Starlink is a is a previewer of Leo internet connectivity as some readers may already be familiar with. But the Leo satellite communication service provider that is most likely to cooperate with Apple in terms of technology and service coverage is says to be Global Star. Qualcomm has purposely 
been working with Global Star to support the N53 band and future X65 baseband chips. So it talks about a lot of this, you yeah. know, this possibility that you can make phone calls, you know, using satellite connect co satellite connectivity without cellular connectivity. Interesting. Or, but you know, after this article came out, a few more articles that kind of like I think supposedly debunked the rumor oh, that okay. it wasn't gonna come out in iPhone 13. But according to Bloomberg. Let me share that article with everyone. All right. This is also an article from Mac Rumors, but they're just talking about the Bloomberg article. So Apple working on emergency satellite features for iPhones. 2021 launch unlikely. So it's unlikely to come in this year's iPhone. Okay. Apple Makes is sense. working on satellite capabilities for the iPhone that will allow users to send texts in emergency situations, reports Bloomberg. The feature would also allow iPhone users to report crashes and other emergencies in areas where there is no cellular coverage. Huh. So there are at least two emergency features that rely on satellite networks. And while satellite technology has been worse for years, these capabilities are not likely to launch in 2021. The first feature, emergency messages via satellite, is designed to let users text emergency services and contact using a satellite, satellite network when there is no signal available and it will be integrated into the Messages app as a third communication protocol alongside SMS and iMessage. Hmm. It will feature gray message bubbles rather than green or blue, and message length will be restricted. Okay, okay. So hmm. we won't know if this feature is going to be coming out this year, you know, because it's not like either this year or next year. Right, right. I would say probably next year. Yeah, it sounds like they're definitely prepping for it, which, which is not a bad idea. I... I, I'm actually kind of in favor of the idea of at least the satellite link being used for emergency purposes only and maybe even leaving it that way have every cell phone allow for that because at the very minimum and, and let's talk about Hurricane Ida just just as an example of that yeah. uh, you know cell towers around you know people couldn't communicate or whatever so you have this option and that's a chip available in all the phones people go oh yeah I'm trapped you know at, at my house or I'm on top of my roof which is usually a common thing when flooding occurs. Uh, mm -hmm. Here's my address or what's supposed to be my address. And you can get there that that actually would help paramedics and rescue units to find you. So that's a great idea. But, but I get the impression that they're looking to put everybody on that, you know, just like instead of the cell towers. And I, I'm a little iffy about that personally, but I mean, if a satellite can handle it, that's great. But I'm not sure really how fast satellites are or more so than cell towers are. Well, it's better than nothing. Well, no, it is. You're right about that. Yeah, I mean, right. It's it's um, it's the thing is like, you know how how many of these, no, if this technology does get implemented, right? You know, and Apple does it first. When will this technology trickle down to other manufacturers? Right. And right. you got to consider like, what kind of smartphones get implement this? Because oh, yeah. if it's like high flagship ones. That you know the phones that cost like eight hundred or up to a thousand dollars. Yeah. What about people that are buying mid-range phones? Yeah, they don't get the option, so that kind of sucks. Well, you know, yeah. it, if if it's that important or there's such a need for it, they'll probably put it in the mid-range ones. It'll cost more, obviously, but at least you'll have it. And people, I I think generally speaking, are, are more are pretty willing to pay quite a bit for a phone. Provided, of course, that they intend to use it, for, you know, for as long as they're uh, able to. I use mean, it. that's it true. Does they're, they're, 
If that's true, there wouldn't be mid-range smartphone prices. Well, okay. I, I mean, for me personally, I could afford a $1,000 phone. I just think that's stupid. So I don't buy $1,000 phones. That's just dumb. So yeah. <laughs> not yet. Yeah. You know, I, I am confident that there's nothing that any, any Android provider could pot or manufacturer, excuse me, could possibly make that one say, yeah, you know what? I need to blow grand on this. That's, that's just dumb. I, I and I wouldn't do that. That's, that's silly. But if I do wind up putting up that kind of cash or something akin to that, I guarantee you, I am going to hold into that phone until it doesn't breathe anymore. It doesn't even know what an electron is to send signals or, burn all the chips out on it, whatever it takes, yeah. then I'll get another phone. So at least I'll get every freaking dollar. You're going to, you're going to basically drive it to the ground. I'm going to drive it into the ground, whether physically or, 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 you know, whatever. What are you yeah. doing right now with your phone? Exactly. I mean, I've, it, it's an older phone for sure. It's an older phone, but it works well. I don't have an issue with it. I have to clear the cash on it. I've got programs on there that'll take care of all that good stuff for me. So it, it works very well for my purposes. I don't have an issue with it. So I have no reason to upgrade my phone unless I really want to. I may have a, um, a free upgrade coming my way. I might consider that. But or unless it gets damaged. To a or if it gets damaged. Do. Exactly. They're, 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 it all depends. But I, I just don't see myself spending a horrific amount of money on a phone unless I really, 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 really have to have it or really want to. But that rarely ever happens. Rarely ever happens. So. Well, there's a whole crowd of people that will spend money on phones every year. Right. And right. I'm not one of them. Yeah, you're and not one of them. And I'm not one of them. <laughs> yeah. So who knows? Uh, I think, you know, right now September. So it's either sometime in a couple weeks from now. Yeah. Excuse me, everyone. I think there will be some sort of Apple event probably towards the end of September, mid-September, or early October. Because that sounds like that sounds like the the perfect time they do it around this time anyways right well you got to prepare for christmas because that that's always a big rush right there so that totally makes sense yeah, yeah. it's always, it's always a rush when there is an event so they don't care yeah no that's true that's true so, yeah i don't know the, the satellite idea is is a good one because there are areas you know are in the u.s you know yeah. which are around the world i think that, it's perfect like these are for hikers man no yeah no that'll be perfect for hikers absolutely you get, you get lost up there and you know you don't have a boy scout with you you know there you go. <laughs> you know, like me or any any of the kids in my troop from from way back. So yeah, there you go. Yeah, it, it, that that definitely would save a lot of grief of like being lost. You don't have you know. Oh my god, I can't reach everybody. There are no bars. That kind of thing. But you know, if you're trying to get away from technology, unfortunately, the satellite actually allows you to still connect. Granted, it sounds very low band, so you don't have to worry about like running games or crap like that. It's only for emergency. Right. Well, then yeah. they shouldn't have to worry about that part yeah. of it. So, yeah, there you go. So, so sounds interesting. I'm intrigued to see where that's going to go. Yeah, me too. So, we'll see if they, we'll if it does include that technology. Right. So, exactly. Exactly. Another comment. Second. Hey, from Ephraim Winslow. What's up, buddy? Ephraim. Thank Ephraim. You. Yeah, that's an I. Okay. I just wanted to make sure I was reading that right. Welcome to the show, Ephraim. Thanks for coming. All right. So, let's move on to our next topic. And right. our next topic is about. China, China, children, online gaming to an hour. Oh Go my ahead, God. Yeah. So if, if you've been having trouble trying to get like, you know, your under 18 kids to play less video games, you know what? You could always send them to China. There's a happy thought, right? Okay. So uh, according to the BBC, the National Press of Publication Administration has laid out an edict that game playing would only be allowed between 8 p.m. and 9 p.m. Only on Fridays, weekends, and holidays. 
It also instructed gaming companies to work their servers so that it will prevent children from playing uh, prevent children from playing outside this one hour allotment. And what a shock! Inspectors will be visiting these online gaming companies more way more frequently to ensure that the time limits are being enforced. Now, it should be noted per the article that the earlier rules had limited children's online game playing to 90 minutes per day, rising to three hours on holidays. So no more of those shenanigans, let me tell you there. All right. Now, Simon, I'm going to ask you a question here. Why do you think why do you think the government of China is doing this? Because they can. Well, that's not a bad answer. Because you know what? uh, It's for I mean, they're not they're only not just cutting stuff in technology they're doing other things in other fields too so I, i've seen it what's going on i've been reading about it uh, it's for child mental health that's actually not far yeah. from the truth because the government basically cares about their youth and in turn the future leaders of, of tomorrow unlike some governors in florida we could talk about but that aside uh, so don't, don't, don't get too political now no no no, no. I, it's it, it's hard to be very political about that but i understand what you're saying anyways the government is very concerned about the impact of excessive gaming on the young. So, uh, so you see, a state media outlet had branded online games as spiritual opium, quote unquote. And right around the same time, another article published by a state-run newspaper, Economic Information Daily, claimed that many teenagers have become addicted to online gaming and it was having a negative impact on them. And speaking of negative impacts, uh, the article caused shares in these online gaming companies to fall. Oh, my God, the economy. But compliance is definitely on the horizon. It seems that in this past July, uh, Chinese gaming giant Tencent had announced it was rolling out facial recognition software to stop children from playing between 10 p.m. to 8 8 a.m. And uh, this move followed fears that children would start using adult IDs to circumvent those rules. (laughs) Yay. So, yeah, China. <laughs> no, I mean, like, I mean, China just not just going through the gaming world, but also they went through the, I guess this is somewhat tech related, the, the online education sector mm-hmm. as well, where a lot of uh, children, uh, parents and children can't, can no longer hire, you know, purchase classes with foreign teachers, oh. through, like the online English uh, teaching platform. They can know okay. those are effectively even banned now. Wow, no. that's right. Yeah, you were since you were a part of that. You 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 know that. I used to be. I used to be. Right, yeah. right, right. I used to do it for quite some time, and now it's it's. I I know I I'm part of some like couple of those teachers Facebook groups that those companies were in, and okay. it like you know good a good a good example is a Byte Dance. Yeah, I, I'm familiar with the company name. Yeah, Byte yeah, Dance yeah. has like an online teaching uh, platform online English teaching platform. Right. You know, basically they hire teachers here in US and Canada or some yeah, North American teachers to right, you know, teach students English. Right. You know, right. So these are like extracurricular activities, but ByteDance ByteDance shut down that company because they own it. Like wow. Like just once without the official warning. yeah without without warning also once the official rules from China was implemented by their yeah. education department or something like that. Like they just shut it down, not giving the teachers any like heads up or also wow. like giving a chance to say goodbye to their, their recurring Dang. student. Dang. And they're just like, and it, it, and it started like trickling this wave of like 
these companies are either downsizing or starting to like, you know, and, and their programs. I mean, from what I read is that if the parents already pre-purchased those class, they could still finish it off, you know, with those teachers and that's it. It's like, wow. One and done. That's it. So that effectively that I feel like that, that whole area of online education and in that country, it's gone now. Right, right. Like, well, a single, I mean, a single touch, gone. Well, it's hardly surprised that that China can actually yeah. accomplish like that. Yeah, they're they're all about you know the great firewall of China that we always kind of joke and hear about. They they block a lot of content. The fact that they had that level of control over companies and servers and that sort of thing is kind of astonishing. So when you, you sent me when you sent me this article, I was, I was not surprised at it. No, oh, yeah, yeah. No, I'm sure. Not I'm sure. Surprised. Yeah, I, and, and granted, they're, they're doing it more under the guise of, oh, we don't want kids playing too much online or the gaming and whatnot. Obviously, this is affecting online learning, too, which is not something that this article mentions either. So that that's actually really interesting. Yeah, yeah I was just so, gonna, I was I was thinking more of like, oh, well, they're going to stop gaming people. So now what are these kids going to do? And granted, we're in a global pandemic. It's not like they could necessarily go outside and play with other kids, sort of. But um, or gather in places where you know people can gather and that kind of thing. So oh, I mean, still, you, don't the, you don't know, you don't really know the situation in that country. That is true. So that is be, true. Every country is a little bit different. Yeah. True. That is true. Yeah. That is true. But yeah, so that should prevent you to see how that how that's gonna work for China as a whole. Uh, at least from a gaming standpoint, that they're not gonna let these kids play games any more than an hour a day, or I'm sorry, an hour a weekend would be a better way to put that, or you know, one hour a day over the weekend. So I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. We'll have to see how that goes. We'll have to see how that goes. Very intrigued Definitely. by that. Definitely intrigued by that. So our next article is, ooh, there's a release date for <gasps> Windows 11. <laughs> All right. So Windows 11, ladies and gentlemen, finally has a release date. It is literally just over 30 days from today, October 5th, 2021. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> All right, according to the CNET article here, it will be free to existing Windows users starting on that date. However, however, according to Microsoft's blog, the new operating system, the first major update in about six years or so, won't roll out to every Windows device at once. And it won't have uh, every new feature promised as of yet. Yeah, right. Okay, Why release so, <laughs> Well, you know they want to they want to oversell it than under under provide whatever. So okay, so so while Windows 11 would look more like a Mac in design, have an updated start menu, uh, new multitasking tools, and integrated Microsoft Teams software, it will not have support for Android mobile apps. That was a happy thought, right? Nor did Microsoft offer a date for when Android apps would be available either. Apparently, per their blog post, uh, they will be doing uh, preview testing in the coming months. So, yeah, and I remember actually we were talking about this in the uh, uh, in, in the previous bycast about the availability of being able to use Android apps on on Windows 11 or or on um, their online platform for Office or something along those yeah. lines. And God, jeez, yeah, they won't allow it on that. But they said, oh, yeah, Windows 11, but now they seem to be stopping that now as well. Um, so even if you have a Windows compatible device, it doesn't mean that you'll have access to Windows 11 um, as it'll be done in a quote unquote phased and measured manner um, with newer devices getting the upgrade first. 
And after that, it'll work its way down to the older machines between October uh, 2021 through mid-2022. Now, of course, in order to get Windows 11, you need to have Windows 10 first. Um, amusingly, if, uh, um, if a given machine isn't compatible, for whatever reason, you can still manually download a version of it uh, that isn't supported by Microsoft. So here's that. And on top of that, if you're not on the bleeding edge, uh, you're not the bleeding edge sort of person like Apple fanboys and fangirls tend to be, Windows 10 will be supported through October 2025. So if you get Windows 10, uh, you could totally wait like forever and a day before you upgrade to Windows 11. And presumably by that time, they'll have worked out the kinks and so forth. Yeah. Which I'm sure, well, and by that time, maybe all the features that they, you know, overpromised to what that will show up too. So, yeah. But- Yay! <laughs> A lot of things that you have to be aware of is, you know, the Windows 11 requirements are pretty different than what they were before. You know, I think there's a a chip that's required to have in your computer. Uh, let's see, what was it called? Oh my gosh, I don't th- I don't remember there being a chip particularly yes. mentioned or whatnot. Yes, Windows 11 TPM 2.0. You need to have that chip in your computer in oh. order for it to be compatible. Well, I guess I'm screwed, and I'm not getting that yeah. one anytime in your future. Well, you're screwed <laughs> now, but well, that's beside the point. <laughs> no. You could just go on YouTube and look for someone already found a way to re- circumvent that. Nice, <laughs> that's awesome. Go hackers! <laughs> yeah, I know exactly, right? Go hackers! Yeah, absolutely, man. Stick it to the man where you can. But yeah, if you guys actually are, are up on your yeah. your Windows 10 machine, I, you got newer machines. Wrong word. I shouldn't it's a way to bypass that check method. Right, right, right. Yeah. But I mean, I, pre- I, pre- I would presume, I hope that even if you bypass that, that the computer can actually handle Windows 11 in and of itself. That's the other part of it. Uh, from I, what I saw the reason- video, it looks pretty good. <laughs> well, I mean, the reason, I mean, the only reason I'm asking is if that particular chip is required, why is it? You know, so it's it, it, well, if that's the case, then obviously if you can circumvent it, you're not you know doing yourself any favors by having the chip. It doesn't matter. You know, yeah, quote, but, you know, but you know, there are people with the hardware that don't want to buy a new machine, like yourself. You know, no, uh, I don't know what you're to, talking about. Yeah, they still want to run Windows 11. You said yourself earlier, you want to you want to buy things, you want to run to the ground. Yes, so, yeah, yes, so. I do. <laughs> yeah, stuff's expensive, man. I'm gonna squeeze every dollar out I can, man. Yeah, whatever. It's true. Whatever. It's true. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. So right, yeah, hey, October fifth. October fifth, man. If you want Windows eleven, boom, it'll be available at that point in time. And as long as like and like I said, unless you got a really fairly newer, newest machine, it's gonna be a while before you get it, but not like a terribly long time, I think. I would imagine most members of my family could probably get it like uh pretty soon. Uh obviously against myself, but versus like a lot of other people who might upgrade. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. So Jeff is still on Windows 7. Uh, yes, I am, and it works just fine. Thank you very much for asking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, except for the security patches that are not being patched for you. Uh, well, obviously. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, 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 yeah. Let's move on to our final story. All right, what do we got? And there is a rumor. <gasps> not a rumor. That Google is developing a CPU for Chromebooks. Mm. This article is from PC Mag and expect an ARM based processor used for Google laptops and tablets running Chrome OS. So, where Apple Ventures other follows, 
Yeah, it seems like it. So yeah. it should come as no surprise that Google has decided to develop its own CPU for Chromebooks and tablets. Google's already going down the custom. Oh, sorry. <laughs> there, is that better? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> sorry, ladies and gentlemen, I got to take a sip of water real quick. There we go. Feeling better? Yeah. So they, yeah. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Uh, Google's already going down the custom silicone path for the Pixel 6 smartphone. But according to Nikai Asia, the same is also happening for laptops and tablets running Chrome OS. Hmm. Oh, yeah. So we did mention that the Pixel 6 is going to use some sort of the, some sort of custom silicon that they have. Okay. No. Three sources say Google intends to have the new CPU ready to ship in devices coming 2023. Apple has already proven it's possible to switch away from Intel Intel chips from desktops, PCs, and laptops, as well as right. ARM processors offered by third parties for mobile devices. Right. Google already committed to custom silicon for the future Android phones and the huge R&D investment that involves. So the doing the same for Chrome devices won't come as too big as a surprise to the industry and investors. Right, right. The new processor is expected to be based on an ARM design and will invent inevitably end up being compared to Apple's M chips. Which the biggest be. challenge for Google may not be designing the chip or even the competition on the consumer market. With the current global semiconductor shortage expected to last for years, Google may struggle to actually get the chips manufactured. Ooh, that's not good. Yeah. Well, so, it'd be yeah. And it'd be interesting to see how, how Google's going to measure against Apple because Apple's been manufacturing chips like since its inception. Obviously, they got away from that for a while. Now yeah. they're coming back to it with the M1 chip, the M series chips, I should say. So no, now they, I'm kind of curious. They never really made their own chips. Well, Apple? Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah, Apple's, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, no, they totally did. They got away from that for, for the longest time. Uh, you know, but obviously, because they were using a lot of Intel chips and whatnot. But, and uh, last year, year before, either last year or the year before, last uh, year, they. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So last year they got away. They decided, you know what? Skirt, we're going to make our own. Here's the M series Intel. Bye bye. Contracts over. We're done. And that's the end of that. So, yeah, it seems now. like it. It seems like yeah. their contracts pretty much coming. Yeah, I think so. That's the reason why they were able to announce it. Right. Well, I'm kind of intrigued to see how, how Google's going to pull this off and see how it will compare to, to the M1 chips. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, I, obviously, with, with, the, with the supply shortage for, for materials to make the chips, that's going to be, that's going to be yeah. tough. That's gonna be really yeah. tough. Well, that that in general affects every single company. No, oh, yeah. And it's not for just sure, not sure. just Google, even even affects Apple. Oh well, it affects everybody. Obviously, it's gonna yeah. affect everybody. But but like I said, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, obviously, if there is a a lack of supply to create the chips, and thus less chips, the cost of the chips go up. That's that's the nature of how supply and demand works. So. Along yeah. with along with this new chip coming out, you can expect that everything else is going to get more expensive, including your phones, you know, TVs, computers, you know, uh, anything that even remotely requires a motherboard of any kind or a chip of any kind. Yeah. It, it just expected to go up, you know, which is probably why you want to e-cycle everything as much as you can, and hopefully that'll actually help help that part of the problem. But I just don't know how how much that's going to help. I, you know, honestly, I just don't have numbers for that. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't. I I really don't know. Man, if there's a way to make more money, they don't. They're just gonna not gonna let you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, that's true. Well, 
yeah, fortune favors the bold and the first who come up with the idea. So yeah, it, that's usually exactly. how it works. And welcome to America. Please enjoy your stay. Yay. <laughs> yep. So let's see what will Google's chip look like in twenty in twenty twenty three. Yep. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Absolutely. Well, that does it for this episode of Tech That Doesn't Bycast. Thank you, everyone, for watching this stream. If you do like it, please make sure you hit the thumbs up button. Subscribe to our channel. Make sure to also follow us on your favorite podcasting app. If you are listening to this on your smartphone, computer, or any other device you're using, you know, try it. If you can, please leave a review. We'll be grateful. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, definitely want to like and subscribe to us. I want to give a big shout out to the first two people who actually chatted with us on our show today. Thank you for joining us today. Please come back next week. We're usually around on Wednesdays. Thursdays is an exception today, but definitely on Wednesdays around two o'clock Pacific Standard Time. We'd love to have you join us again. Tell all your friends about us. We'd love to have you here. Absolutely. And please stay tuned for more review videos, how-to videos to be coming up pretty soon. Uh, we have a basically a new release schedule. Uh, all our reviews and how-to videos will be released every other week because we are only a... <laughs> just us. It's the editing time. I'm sorry. It's folks. just yeah. us. It's just us, the editing, getting the products, all that stuff. Not for lack of wanting to do it more frequently. It's yeah. just us. It's just <laughs> us. So we're, we're changing it to every other week. So... You should be expecting some new video sometime within the next few days. Hopefully. Hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. Yeah. So got some fun stuff to talk about. Definitely got some fun stuff to talk about. Oh, yeah, definitely. All right, everybody. We will catch you guys next time. Have a good one. Take care.